Ethel's Travel Tales, Accounts from an Addicted Travel Photographer. Apologies for the delay in this, or rather even last week's podcast, as I was busy preparing my latest work for print. The London Postcode book in 3D is all about London via 3D views of each postcode district in the city. Scheduled for publication in June, if you'd like to know about it, please get in touch via email at ethel at doublevisionpublishing.co.uk. In the meantime, It's been suggested that I've been stressing the exotic and not spending enough time at home. This latest broadcast will be about a part of England. Admittedly, it's a tourist area, but at least it's within the country. April 2017, Norfolk, England. Wells next the sea, 11th of April. I'm off on a little local holiday. I've decided to try Norfolk in East Anglia, England, a county I hardly know. Wells Next the Sea is a charming little town along the north coast. It has its share of tacky seaside things such as amusement arcades, ice cream, and rock shops, as well as lots of trendy coffee houses, all of which seem to close around 5 p.m. But it's also a working fishing port with proper little boats going out to sea with their loaded crab pots. Most impressive is the estuary, or rather the silted-up inlet from the sea. When I arrived, around 4.30 p.m., there was nothing but sand to be seen. Two hours later, there was nothing but water. The tide raced in at a consistent and relentless way. A multitude of yachts and fishing boats stranded on the sand mid-afternoon were happily floating in the early evening. During the sunny intervals, I snapped, and when the sky clouded over, I strolled. I decided to have a garlic prawn snack at around 5.30 p.m. on the Albatross, an ex-Dutch North Sea Clipper Now Cafe, and watched the tide lap ever more enthusiastically along the side. Now that I'm warm and cozy in the sweet little room at the Anchor Bed and Breakfast, I'll describe today's journey. Collecting the car early from London at 8 a.m. and scheduling my Wells arrival to around 4 p.m., I had all day. I decided to go to Ely in Cambridgeshire, the site of a magnificent cathedral I hadn't been to in at least 20 years. It was better than I remember. I'm sure the council did a lot more to the environs than my last time, with lots of unobstructed green fields offering great views of the distant spire. I snapped away inside the venue, aware that the clouds were brewing outside. When I left, the sky was completely overcast. The next destination, still more or less en route, was King's Lynn, already in Norfolk. I had heard that the place was interesting, and indeed it was. Lots of intriguing and historic buildings, yet there was still an impoverished air about the place. I checked the estate agents, and prices were really low. I could buy a two-bedroom house with money I have still in my savings. But who would want to live here? I had a brief fantasy of being a local artist, perhaps bringing fame to the area, but I suspect I'd miss London too much. 
I gave myself an hour there just to see if it was worth revisiting. Not really, considering all the other things to see in the area. Still, it was 60 minutes well filled. From Kingsland, I continued to Wales. Strangely, as I approached the sea, the sky cleared. I had some lovely light and snapped in style of my holiday-type photos. Well, I was on holiday. I tried to do a few arties, partly to keep my artistic side in trim, but it's hard to fight the pretty picture urge. Too much of the professionalism instilled in me, I guess. However, I noticed that even in Wells, at the specialist photography shops, the pictures all were conventional. I suppose that's what sells. An innovative, creative artist who makes it might be able to command high prices, but your run-of-the-mill, one who wants to make a living as a photographer, probably does better with the straight stuff. Well, I certainly did with the sock in the past. Tomorrow morning still looks good. I guess I'll head east towards the resort of Cromer. Lots to do around here. So why am I sitting alone in my room? I'm too tired and too full of that excellent snack, the prawns, garlic prawns. Maybe I'll make it an early night and watch the fishermen come in tomorrow morning at around 7 a.m. Wells, 12th of April. What a day! Even more beautiful than yesterday. I'm now sitting at the Wells Crab House, looking forward to my dressed crab, the local specialty, after a good route around. I've seen, even allowed myself a glass of white wine as a treat. Quickly, before the meal arrives, I'll jot down today's itinerary. I began the day by walking to Wells Beach in search of the legendary beach huts. And there they were, half buried in the sand, often propped up on stilts in various and assorted colors. The light wasn't quite right. Afternoon would be better instead of morning, but I still shot. The sandy beach was vast at low tide. I suspect even at high, it's still huge, and the sand was golden. It reminded me a bit of Santa Monica's Strand in California. Pause here. My Rolmot herring starting just arrived. Okay, well, now waiting the next course. After the beach huts and sand strolling, I wandered back through the pine woods bordering the sea. What a surprise! While in there, it would be easy to forget the North Sea was just a few hundred yards away. So back to the car and the beginning of my North Norfolk coast explorer to the east. First stop was Blakeney. Known for being the starting point for seal excursions to Blakeney Point, I promptly ignored that and just wandered around the village. The local style is to be decorated by flint, but as whole stones, not split, as in other places. Next was going to be Cray next the sea, but it looked so similar to Blakeney that didn't seem to me much point until I saw the windmill come B&B. &B. It looked good, so I stopped to snap. Then a scenic drive to Cromer. The road was fun, windy and up and down hills, strange for so-called flat Norfolk. Cromer is a nice town with a lovely pier with a working theater at the end of it. Lots of fun buildings and beach huts, my favorites. Then eventually back home. A bit of television, some hot chocolate compliments of the kettle in my room, and then bed. Sounded good to me. Wells, 13th of April. Next morning, 
It's raining, and although scheduled to stop soon, it seems the sun won't reappear till late this afternoon. Good. I worked arguably too hard yesterday, and I thought this was supposed to be a holiday. A bit of comment about not being local. I get the impression by talking to people here that being from London is almost as foreign as being from the States or Canada, as a lot of people mistake me from. It seems the big smoke, a.k.a. London, is a world away. It's fine for a few days, they say, but it's always good to come home. I say the same thing, only the other way around. It's too crazy, too hectic, too much going on. Well, that's what's so good about London. Interestingly, talking to the young waitress at the Wells Crab House last night, she wants to go to New York, maybe London. I know how she feels. That's what I thought when I was young. I'm still tempted by New York, I guess, but now in my dotage, I do think it's a bit mad, although fine for a few days. Perhaps my home is where it is because it's right for me. So what do I think about Norfolk, having heard so much about it and never having been before? Well, it is pretty. A bit flat, of course, but there are some hills. I think the sense of the North Sea out there is always present. It does remind me a little bit of Holland, not surprisingly as it's only across the water, that is the North Sea. Around Wells and Blakeney, there are vast stretches of sand, a bar to the rougher sea beyond. But the, the time one gets to Cromer, the pier extends into the main body itself. I guess the skies seem bigger, like in Cornwall, with endless water just beyond. Around here, the inner channels, appearing and disappearing with the tides, are intriguing. Little boats lay stranded on land and rise up, bobbing freely when the tide comes in. I like the fact that Wells is a proper working port, especially with my fondness for fishing villages. Added to that, the dressed crab last night for dinner was certainly tasty and hopefully recently caught. That's enough for now. A good B&B cooked breakfast is waiting for me in about 20 minutes, and then perhaps an excursion to a museum or two due to the rainy weather outside, if any of them are open this early in the year. Maybe just a relaxing day. Wrong. <laughs> Someone suggested the Wells-Walsingham narrow gauge railway that I thought sounded fun a 10.5-gauge dinky and crowded little train bumping and grinding its way through the fields and countryside led to Walsingham. Turns out that it's a destination that rivals Canterbury in a religious aspect. Apparently, some Saxon noblewoman was graced with a vision of the Virgin Mary three times, as if that wasn't enough, who told her to build a holy house. Now the place has a huge shrine rebuilt in the 1930s, a recreation created centuries after Henry VIII destroyed the original. There's a theological complex, and while I was there, a service that ordained priests with oil. Lots of people attended. No, it's not Catholic. It's Anglican. A weird world for me, and one I opted out of after having snapped a few of the artworks. To add to that, nearby in what seemed the local park, Behind an impressive wall was a spectacular archway, almost the sole remains of a medieval abbey. Even later, up the hill, I discovered a Russian Orthodox church full of my favorite Byzantine period icons, copies, in the old railway station. 
In town, there's even a pilgrim's shop that has the largest collection of icons in the country. All very spiritual. The cynic in me was dismissive, but the cultural enthusiast was fascinated. While waiting for the train, I met Heather and Oliver and their two children, Chaos One and Chaos Two. It turns out that Oliver runs the vocal program at Cheltenham Ladies College and all its classes and choirs. Very nice people, considering how impressive they are. They recommended I seek out the ruins at Binham. Following their advice and braving the single-track unnamed country roads, I came across the English heritage site of the remains of a once-enormous monastic complex. A huge basilica-like church stood next door. Somewhere along the way, I stopped being an artist and, despite myself, reverted back to the travel photographer. Good old basic standard holiday snap stuff. I feel I should apologize for caving in and being the on-duty stock photographer rather than the off-duty creative, but I couldn't help it. I returned to Walsingham Farm Shops, a place I visited before while heading back to the train, to pick up more cheese. I had nibbled it in lieu of lunch and found it so delicious I had to get more. Turns out the shop proudly states it's the only one in Norfolk that's officially allowed to sell my old employer's Neil Yard Dairies cheeses. How could I resist trying some local ones, Walsingham Alpine and Binham Blue? Finally, back to the B&B, and I'm now at Seasons Restaurant waiting for yet more crab. Where will I ever be in another place where crab is the cheapest thing on the menu? There's a beautiful view of the harbor at high tide at dusk, right in front of me. <sighs> I don't think I'm ready to go back to London, at least not yet. A fantasy scenario. Avril, my accommodation host, together with her husband partner, Simon, told me today that their goal is to make enough money to pay off the mortgage on their house so that they can rent it out. They then want to take their 36-foot sailboat and sail across the Atlantic to the Caribbean. Winter there, and then summer running the B&B in Wells. Sounds like a pipe dream to me, but is it feasible? Something to think about. Back to London, 14th of April. I ended up going back to London via the famous tourist area of the Norfolk Broads. First Horning, a nice little area with lots of broads or water canals with leisure baby yacht type boats. Afterwards, I found myself in Wroxham, much too tacky and touristy, with loads of self-hire boats and people to hire them. I worked my way around Sellos and Ranworth, where I wasn't very impressed, perhaps due to the fact that I live on a canal boat in London. Indulging and in taking the long way back to London, I got lost in Norwich, the A47, but didn't worry or hurry, as I didn't want to get back to London till after rush hour. After all, a nice break my visit in Norfolk. Too short, but acceptable. <laughs>